Hello and welcome back to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. It's been a minute, seems seems to be every episode we, we say that, but we are back, we're recording, um, not entirely sure how long for. Uh, joining <laughs> me, as always, Chippenham's finest, Calvin, good evening, how are you, buddy? I'm all good, Steve-O, good evening to you. Um, it's great to have you back on hosting duties and I can just rock up to podcast now without having to pre- prepare anything, which is actually... From what we've just been discussing pre-pod, pretty much what you do anyway, right? I <laughs> I hate hosting, honestly. Like, if you want to take that button, you know, feel no, free. All right. I'm all about just, like, sitting in the background, answering the occasional question and just taking the credit. <laughs> Chiming in with a bit of blue here and there. <laughs> Literally. How are you anyway? You all good? Yeah, no, look, can't complain. Um <sighs> It's just you, isn't it? Christmas around the corner, winter's in full flows. So the hat is, you know, I'm the hat is on. Going, I'm I'm full charm uh, that, for the foreseeable future. Is that a new? Is that a new hat? New car? Hat? It, it I haven't seen that colour before. You haven't seen that colourway, all right? Then for you, it's new. Um, I know you like to keep a track of how many hats I've actually got, but um, yeah, it's not oh. been too bad. Missy's fractured her foot, which has been a bit of a fucking nightmare to say the least. You, uh, you really, f- how do I even say this in the right? manner basically i'm having to do fucking everything you, you know what and, and it's hard work that's all i'm oh, gonna right. say yeah world's smallest violin that mate <laughs> yeah i'm sure you have your heart pumps pissed for me i'm sure uh, see, I'm, I'm glad you are though i'm glad you are yeah, i'm no, all good yeah i'm all good, all yeah. good. Missus, good. Not... Oh, she'll survive um <laughs> i'm all right as well thank thank you for asking um, i know I you did. <laughs> did I did ask? I, th- I think I did ask. But anyway, I spoke to you earlier. You were fine earlier. You know, yeah, for the fine. listeners, you're all, all good. good. You're all good. Um, so we have a little bit of an announcement, actually. Um, so, as many of you know, over the, the last few months, James uh, has joined us as a full time member of In the Clock End. Um, so at the moment, it's it's myself, it's Calvin and James. Um, so we have some big news. The lineup is going to be changing. We are delighted to welcome. Uh, Mr. Arsenal editor himself, Toby Parks, who's going to be joining us as a full-time member. Welcome, my friend. How are you? I'm good. It's good. Uh, very, very good to be here indeed. Can you come with me everywhere I go? You seem to just give me like a great entrance wherever I seem to go. Mm. It's usually me hosting you on what was slash is the Arsenal editor podcast. And uh, it's an honour to be introduced in such a way. Good to be here. Is that okay? Was it? Yeah, it was pretty good. I was prepping oh, that for all yeah. the five minutes. Yeah, good. Did you get the message the I sent you to read from the scripts that I gave you? Did it? Is that? Yeah. Well, I didn't really agree with a bit about the big penis, but I thought, well, no. well, <laughs> well we, we, com- we compromised on on just welcome, I think. Well, on That's welcome, yeah. yeah. No, it's great to yeah. have you, mate. Um, so, so going forward, uh, with with the four of us, we're going to be interchanging and hopefully delivering um, a lot more regular content in the new year. Um, and yeah, can't wait to can't wait to get started, mate. And thank you for joining us. It's uh, it's great to have you on board. Um, hopefully, we'll be recording at the uh, the palace soon. The palace, what? The palace. Yeah, where's where, where's the palace? Oh, it's uh, it's you've not you've not seen his palace. Uh, Toby's. Um, is it called, could you call it a palace? What's the word? Oh, I see. I thought you were talking. We we last went to Palace Away, so I just assumed. Oh you were no, about, I'm, I, I mean like the, 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 uh, the palace that you live on, and like the, oh. floor, the floor fifteen of the, look, overlooking uh, the a Emirates, very, and yeah, a very small part uh, of a palace, very a very small cupboard, 
but uh, it's it's fortunate to have a view of the Emirates, and that's pretty much all you can say for it. Literally, uh, we'll have to we'll definitely have to record there soon. It's it's honestly. Oh, that's easy for you to say. Yeah, cheers, lads. You know, I only have to catch a fucking flight and all that jazz to come over and record at the palace. Hey, we yeah. can we can do it around a game. I mean, don't sound too bitter, mate. I mean, I you know this is something we could all get involved in. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Says the man with the mattress behind him as well. Look, getting involved. He can't <laughs> wait to get us over with Steve. Do you know what I'm saying? It's all a bit Jeffrey Dahmer, that if you ask me. Yeah, it's absolutely how it was intended. It's taken a turn. It's taken a turn. Anyway, I guess we should probably talk about football. Um, mm. as, as obviously we are in the middle of there's apparently a big tournament going on at the moment um i'm not i'll be honest i've literally watched probably about three games so i'm probably not the best person to talk about it so i'll come to you first calvin um brilliant give me your your thoughts feelings low down give me give me everything you, you want to say about you, the world cup and more i love this you're that underprepared you haven't even got a question for me about the world cup you're just giving me a free reign to, to be honest talk. It's not that I haven't prepared. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. I just don't care enough about it. No, I can kind of see where you're coming from as well, to be honest, because like I've been half watching it. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Like I only caught one of the England games in the group stages for, for you know, for reasons that are out of my control. Mrs. Fractured of foot the night the, the USA game. Didn't miss a lot by the sounds of it. And then I completely forgot we were playing Wales on a Tuesday night and went and played football myself instead. Um, it, it's weird though, mate, because like, you know, I've lived over in Ireland for 13 years and it's really hard to get up for tournaments where everybody wants your fucking country to lose, mate. I live here. Everybody wants us to lose. So you, you do miss that, you know, let's go to the pub, watch the game or, you know, come around your mate's house to watch it, you know, whether it be a group here. So you don't get the same vibe, but World Cup, how's it going? It's all right. And it? it's not been the worst. Um, I think there's a few negatives about it for the obvious. I'm not going to get stuck into that, but I just found the atmosphere in the games really odd. It's like watching crap preseason. Um, the, the kind of, you know, there's no real chance or, I don't know. Do, are you feeling like Toby? I know you'll probably watch more than Steve as. How are you found like the atmosphere in that in, in games? And just it's been, in, it's, of... yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been interesting. Like I, I've been fully into it, and I've been watching pretty much uh, all the games. If it's not in the background of uh, you know what I'm working on, if it's in the big screen, and if my employer is listening to me, and if, ignore everything I've just said. Um, <laughs> but I've I, I've been fully stuck in, and quite frankly, I've got fully into it. I mean, like uh, the, the 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 obvious reasons why it's hard to get fully into it at the start are, are, are pretty painfully obvious given all the political stuff that's going on not wanting to get into it all that stuff so we, we, we all know we've all read we've all heard what's been happening um but really since it's kicked off notwithstanding everything that we've been uh, hearing about that side of things the uh not necessarily the quality of football but the jeopardy and the drama and the the uh, underdog stories has been pretty powerful and um obviously i live in mm the heart of London, you can't escape for it, you go to work, everybody's talking about it, all your WhatsApp mm. is popping off, it's, you, you're fully in. And um, I must say that I, I actually took day off on the Monday when we played, uh, bloody hell, who did we play in the first game? Iran. And um, so I went to watch it at midday, kickoff, and uh, so we started drinking it uh, a couple of hours before that, whatever it was. Um, and uh, no one was really feeling it. You know, like a couple of days before Christmas, sometimes you're still not feeling that Christmassy. Uh, and it was definitely, I wasn't feeling very world cuppy 
Mm. Uh, until until we'd scored three goals and we were absolutely having it like it was just back in the ocean you know jumping around it was good fun but um yeah so no been been very much into it and actually the group stage has been so exciting from a football perspective just very difficult to to engage with i think from like a stadium uh perspective because of uh they've been pretty much half empty for for for, for some of the games even the big ones mm. uh some of the teams that are in there should they should not be there you know qatar obviously huge question mark over that uh there's been drama throughout it but uh as the tournament does trickle through i am being sucked into it further and further um mm. the jeopardy uh has has drawn me in so I, i'd certainly understand if you hadn't watched it for whatever reason i haven't quite got sucked in you wouldn't really know but actually the, the the last day of the group stages were chaos. That that's pretty that's much how it like, should be, though. That is how yeah. it should be. I mean, you always think those first two games are a bit, bit flat. Look, first game, you all know if you've ever played tournament football, don't lose first game. It's as simple as that. Um, so that you know the games can be a little down quality to say the least. But then yeah, match two, match three for certain, a lot more to play for. It's on the table, isn't it? That's for sure. Yeah, match day three, I think, really where it started to kick off. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, it's the it's the round of 16 now. And obviously you got a good win against Senegal, which was quite fun. Who knows how we'll do against France. But uh, overall, mm. been, been quite fun. And Brazil, bloody 4-0 up at the moment. 4-0 up at halftime. And I just going back to the, you know, the feeling around the World Cup. And I think, I think actually it was at Steve's wedding. Some Someone turned around to me and said, oh, if you had to choose like, England winning the World Cup or Arsenal winning the Champions League, what are you choosing? I said, Arsenal winning the Champions League all day, every day, like all day, every day. And I know that sounds mad to a lot of people, but I've always been more club before country when it comes to being a supporter. Um, I think that that probably pays to how I feel a little bit about the World Cup because look, we're in the best moment from an Arsenal perspective that I can remember for so many years, really enjoying it. Great football to watch, which is something we haven't had the pleasure of, you know, being able to watch on a regular basis for so so long. So I think that's played into it for me a little bit. It's just like I fucking want Arsenal back. This <laughs> tournament just come along at the worst time, and um, I'd rather be sat down watching the Arsenal over England. Yeah. I think I think it's different levels. Like, how far would you go with that? Like, I've always sort of club for country, undoubtedly, but like Premier League, absolutely FA Cup, League Cup. What are you saying with that? League I mean, nah, no chance. I mean, wouldn't go that far. But we're not in it anymore. So Carabao. Yeah, true. Carabao, bloody hell. I mean, look, you know, Arsenal Champions League versus uh, an England World Cup. It's, um, I would find it a hard one. I must say, like, I think the culture in which I think I sort of grew up in I think and the friends that I have and all that sort of stuff there's something about the World Cup that was that spectacular because it had been robbed away from us for so long however as life goes on and uh, 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 rivalries get more entrenched uh, I do start swaying on the side of well well fuck you I'm just kind of wanting my own tribe to win do you know what I mean I don't know it's it's it, it's a hard one but fortunately it's not something we'll have to be presented with necessarily as a direct option at any time soon no I think no yeah, I, I think it's one of those where, like, because we're, we are doing so well and it was like, I think for, for some clubs and some fans, it's more of a distraction. If, you've, if, if you're sort of, you know, look at Man United, everything that's going on over there, it's probably, you know, a, a good time to sort of move the attention away from the, the, from the Ronaldo saga and, you know, various other things going on over clubs. But for us, it's a bit like, we just want to get, get going, right? And it's almost like yeah. damage limitation, like, just hoping, like, 
few as few players come back with injuries and knocks as possible. That's yeah. and that, that's when you know, like, like for me, I don't really. I mean, I haven't really watched any, any anyway. To be honest, like the game last night. Who do we play? Senegal. Senegal. Yeah. I, felt, I, I made a really good roast dinner. Have to say, very good. Fell asleep, and then Steph went. Uh, Saka scored. I went. Oh yes, okay, and then nodded back off. So that is, that is the level of interest okay, I have. No. I mean, there's there's having interest and there's having that, Steve. I mean, Literally, I, was just, I mean, it was a good nap, though. It was a solid after-dinner nap. It was great. Anyway. You're, you're old before your time. I'm <laughs> pointing that out again. I mean, Jesus Christ. What? Uh, I'm only 30, well, Steve, what was, your meat, what was your meat of choice for your roast? That's chicken. what I'm curious. We, look, we just like chicken. Actually, it's good. good. We've, we've good been doing that a bit recently. I've been doing that a bit. Can't go wrong, mate. It's easy. That's what, you know, yeah. like the, the dark meat on a chicken leg after you've roasted it? Oh, it's banging. Mm. That's that's what I think Saka's legs are going to look like by the end of this tournament. Just like falling off the bone. I'm a bit nervous oh. about it. Do you know what I mean? I'm oh, very, uh, I'm very very nervous about how much he's playing. I mean, it's great, and I look, I think he'll come back a bigger and better player for it. But one player who's not is uh, Gabriel Jesus, um, which is which is obviously very very disappointing and makes Arsenal fans extremely angry. I mean, Do his legs. Are probably... huh? We dive in straight into this Jesus conundrum, are we? I mean, yeah, when when are we going to take it off? It's I don't want to see your thunder. The elephant in the elephant, room, right? Yeah. The elephant in yeah. the room. It's it's one of those, right, where I'm looking at it. And, and to be honest, Arsenal haven't said anything yet, have they, officially? No. So until Arsenal say anything, because I did read that Arsenal have been monitoring an ongoing issue he's had all season. Um, until Arsenal say anything, I'm just not going to worry about it. Yeah. But I also felt like... Even like prior to this, I always felt like in January, we we have to reinforce, regardless of where we are. Like we're, we're, we we were always going to pick up injuries, you know, to, to suggest the, the likes of, I don't know, Part, uh, Partey or Jesus or Martinelli or Saka aren't going to get injured at some point this season or pick up suspensions. Like you're going to have, you're going to lose players throughout the course, especially when you consider how many games you've got to play. So I think if anything, it just sort of reaffirms the fact that, okay, He's going to be out, but you know what? We still need to go in the market regardless. Like, so it's sort of like maybe a, a way it called say we almost definitely have to go into the market because, you know, f- for me, you know, it's not all about goals with, with Jesus. It's what he brings and how, how much that team jow in mm. his work rate and what he does for the team is incredible. And it, and it probably impacts his, his, you know, his goal record in terms of like, he's probably just not in the right place at the right time because he'd love to drop in. And into the midfield, um, but the the obvious concern is Eddie, who I guess you know it's it's one of those where I don't know. You never. You, I feel like you're on one side of the fence, never unless you're Calvin when you're constantly on the, <laughs> constantly on the fence. Like I love but sitting on the me, fence. I stand. Even. I stand by it. I just don't think he's good enough. And like if he's if if we are sort of left with that situation, then it's like. I think it's going to really change the face of this team. It's, it is a really tough one. And it? I mean, look, you know, we only rewind, as you said, back to last January. And it's just like, we didn't make a move then. And we put our trust into Eddie at the end of the last season, which he did well, right? And did all right. Um, the, the problem I have with like, when you lose like a, a guaranteed starter in your, in your 11, right? And you're coming into the window and it's just like, yeah, we could go out and buy a striker. But then you have to think, what striker are you going to get necessarily that's going to come in and know that 
they're going to be straight in the starting lineup, possibly. But as soon as Jesus is back fit, this this guy's going to probably have to go and sit on the bench. It, it, it does throw in an extra level of complexity, I think. Or competition. Just, yeah, or competition. Um, but then you've just handed Eddie and Ketcher a brand new contract as well. You've got to take that into consideration at the same time. Look, would I like us to go and buy a striker? Steve, you know, I'm kind of with you on it, mate. We, we spoke so often about Eddie and Ketcher over the last couple of years and do we think he's the guy who's going to take us to that next level? And I think we all came to the same same agreement. That's probably not. It, but, it says a lot. Sorry to cross you, but it says a lot. Yeah, yeah. That a lot of Arsenal fans have immediately said, how about hey, uh, Martin Elliott front and put someone else on the wing? And that's and to me, that, you know, that mm. speaks volumes. And pe- people aren't going Eddie. People are going mm. Martin Elliott. They're thinking of other options, and, and it's, it's like, and it's and that's sort of that's all you need to know. Um, Toby, what are your thoughts on it? Well, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, look, I think we all know, like, is Eddie and Ketty are going to lead the line for thirty-eight games a season to take us to the Premier League? The answer is probably no. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look across the Premier League, other than Man City, who've got Alvarez, who is a nineteen-year-old striker at this rate still, who has a decent backup? I think we were all at the beginning of the season. You asked us, right? our strikers for the season. Now, let's not take into consideration the fact that we all know we needed more wide attackers, uh, the Mudrick mm. as well, that sort of stuff. We, we've all known that. We know that Saka and Martinelli needed rest. Emil Smith-Rowe is obviously injured. But as a pure nine, I think we were all quite happy with Eddie and Ketia after the run of last season, which was excellent, mm. um, you know, all things considered. And actually, he's got a big contract and that sort of stuff. But actually, it's an unbelievably cheap signing. We knew what he was, we knew what we were getting. We know mm. he could finish. And um, look, he hasn't had the impact off the bench um, that I thought he was going to. And if anything, I think I've been really disappointed by his attitude more than anything. He almost looks like, well, I've got my contract now and I really, really don't want him to be like that. But mm. I just wonder if he's out there in Dubai now, and we go, right, we don't have Jesus. And I think we'll probably need someone else. I think it will probably be like a wide forward who can also play up top, like a, a Gakpo or a, a Mudrick or mm. whatever it, whoever it may be. But I think as a filler, I think Eddie fills that role quite well. And I'd actually be quite curious to see how he does play through the middle. And let's not forget, pretty much 90% of the times he's played this season has been on the left, which is not Eddie's position at all. Yeah, um, I think he started to snatch the chances because he knows people are a bit disappointed by him and that all that's happened. But I think there's a few things at play here. And look, Gabby Jesus is a much, much better player, a better player than Eddie and Ketty always will be, I think, and all that sort of stuff. But there are different things, I guess, you can think about this. Look, I think Gabriel Jesus allows us to play in different parts of the pitch. I think Gabriel Jesus is a workhorse. I think everyone matches his rate. We play differently mm. when he's on the pitch, but no, let's, let's let's call a spade a spade. Like he's not actually been scoring very much recently, which is fine because he's given us so much more. Mm. Now, whilst Eddie might not give us the rest, he'll probably he score a lot more than Jesus, which is fine because we might not get it from elsewhere. But you know, there there are things I think we could look at this as now. Do we need to reinforce the front line? Yes. Do we need to panic and splash sixty million on a number number nine just for what six months? And probably not. So I guess it's just looking at the front line as a whole and thinking where are the gaps what do we need mm. what we're we going to do should we bring it forward uh, and how can we fill this hole i guess for the meantime we've got the smith bro coming back like say martinelli could go through number nine that like at the moment our number nines let's say jesus is out for three months which is what it sounds like that's that's we've only got in like that's quite worrying but mm. if we had Enketia plus another forward who's coming in who's top level who we're going to get anyway plus another like Smith Rowe's coming back. Martinelli could play there. It's all looking quite 
quite good. Um, don't get me wrong. I think the title's blown out the window now. And I think that's, I think we're always quite fragile to that anyway. And I think that was always a bit of a pipe dream. I think we needed like a perfect transfer run. But uh, but I think um, top four is still very much on with Eddie and Ketia. And as long as we look oh, at the front sure. line as a whole. Are you, know, are you writing off? Are you writing off the title hopes already? Ah, oh, mate. I mean, I can't write off anything. I mean, let's. Uh, I mean, unless Harland uh, comes back from his gym session and he's like pulled everything in the world. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Mate. I think it's going to be a crazy season, but I think it's all go down to January transfer window. Uh, I think ultimately we're probably going to be quite short in January, no matter what. And maybe we make lots of signings because they're not going to be there. What January third is probably our first game in January. They're not going to be there for that. They're not going to be up to speed. So, but. Mm. I mean, I think we always felt at the start of the season, didn't we, that we need like maybe like in terms of depth, uh, a defensive midfielder, maybe a wide player. Um, and I never, I mean, I feel like in, in terms of like the attacking role, like what is the modern day second role? The old traditional, you know, 4 4 2, two strikers, it's so different now. I mean, look at Man City last season, they played most of the season without a striker. Like that yeah. centre forward role is so adaptable these days and it's so different. And you've got a lot of players who are scoring a lot of goals from the wings and the number 10 role. So we haven't necessarily got to go out and buy a striker. You just want a player who I think has more experience in that number nine or 10 or whatever you want to play it than Eddie and Kaya. Because I don't think... Listen, we're in such a good position. Do you really want to... I feel like we have to, we have to throw everything out this this season. And I don't want us to kind of get to May and look back and go, oh, you know what? We 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 took a chance and we didn't get the goals. I don't know. Yeah, last you... season, lost it in January last season, didn't we? Exactly. The top four. Last, yeah, ma- massively. Like if we'd have, if we'd have drawn a few more games, scored a few more goals, we'd have finished top four. Yeah, no, for sure. But I think one of the things that you both touched upon there is it doesn't necessarily have to be an out and out nine or a centre forward that we're looking for. And I think even if we reverse back, Steve, I think one of the things or one of the final signings we wanted to see happen was that interchangeable attacker, you know, someone who can play across the entire front three to take the burden off Saka, to take the burden off um, Martinelli as well, but also could potentially allow Martinelli to to drive, you know, to go through the middle. But I think we've seen small snippets of Martinelli play through the centre. It's not exactly great from what I've seen because he is much preferred out on the wing running at people with the ball at his feet which you don't get the opportunity to do as much when you're through the middle um, you know Jesus does do it every now and again very different style of play um, but, but you know the potential is still there but it you know Mudrick is it Mudrick is how we're going to say it? he's obviously been heavily linked with this for, for a while Again, it's all hypothetical, isn't it? We're thinking this guy's just going to come in and hit the ground running. That's not always going to be the case. He might need a bit of time to settle in. Hopefully, and I think one of the things which is going under the radar ever so slightly is Smith Rowe, right? He is hopefully going to come back and that will give us a different option. Obviously not through the middle for him himself, but it might allow you know, Martinet to come through the middle. But also, Eddie and Ketchy did do quite well in that running last season. The team's in a better shape again now going into the, you know, I'd say it was the, it's probably they were in two thirds of the way through the season uh, or a third of the way through with two thirds left to go. He could come in and do quite well for us, right? He could. There's obviously the, the chance that he might not. Um, it, it's just really tricky. I just don't think it would be worthwhile us going out and splashing massive cash on, on a striker. 
I think we've got enough to work with, particularly if Smith Rowe comes back and he can find some find his feet and, and you know find his match fitness. Yeah. That will give us a little bit more to play with up top. I, I, almost, I almost think go on. Sorry. No, no, and no I was just I was only gonna say sorry just for the short term because we again we're only speaking three months potentially. It's not been confirmed yet, Steve, as you know, you, you're not really going to get too too heavily involved in it until it's official and the club announce it. But it could be couple of months or even three months at a push there's still time and it's it's i think thinking about what are we really going to miss from gabby Jesus? because really like how often does he really play through the middle like you know as a direct mm. you know formationally like is he he's he's a number nine and we know that but like he does how often is he actually occupying that central space often he's pulling out left he really likes doing that and it's quite rotational Mm-hmm. Um, so thinking about that, we're going to miss his physicality because he's be able to get up the pitch quite well, bump off a player, take a touch, and lay it off. So maybe bring back Giroud. Mm-hmm. No, I'm joking. Uh, but you know, there's there's a few things that he can run in behind, and he allows us. And people are just quite scared because they know that he can play. So mm-hmm. I guess it's thinking about what kind of style that we'd want. And I always thought we'd probably need that kind of replacement anyway. And thinking of other forwards that can do that. So yeah, it's. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And I'm, I'm quite curious to see how like other teams react to this. Mm. Um, like, I think the idea of having Jesus, it almost makes people play against us differently. Like at the moment we seem to have our formation seems to be like five, five, five defenders, five attackers. And it's kind of like trying to break mm. the lines and all that sort of stuff. And I just, I hope that it doesn't uh, give people a bit more hope to push their defence up a bit further, which pushes up back and it starts to look like last season again, which I doubt. But um, I don't know what the answer would be there. Just have no. to wait and see. Wait I, I, and think, see. I think ultimately, you know, the club could turn around tomorrow and say it's, it's not as bad as expected and he's going to be back in December, uh, like you know, early January. And we we'll see. There's no point in really worrying about it. Is is there? Um, I, regardless, I'd like to see some sort of movement in the window. Um, mm. At the moment, I believe Eddie and Arteta are out uh, with KSE in Arteta and Eddie out. Yeah, is that what that... you say? Jesus, Steve, don't start it. He's start... starting already. It's the fifth of December. We're not even in the January transfer window yet, mate. They're out in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Never rated Arteta me. Always been. Arteta. I don't like Jacker either. Jack her out. Jack her out. <laughs> They're um, over in a bit of a jolly, aren't they? Yeah, literally. Um, mentioning Giroud, actually, some food for thought. Do we do we get rid of him too soon? Because I tell you what, like, he's just on fire. Since since he's left the Arsenal, like, I mean, mm. not only does he get better looking by, you know, by the day, he's still banging those goals in. Is you he know, 38 now? 37? Yeah, he, he made his debut in Ligue 1 when he was 24 and now he's France's top scorer ever. That's mad, like, isn't it? It's mind-blowing. It's still hope for us. I mean, I'm 30, but I still reckon I could do a job for England. Huh? 36. Yeah. 36. Nothing wrong with that. Handsome. His hair doesn't move. No, no. Unbelievable. You're right there, Steve. You need to take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he's not quite He's not quite at the level as Arteta, as but he's, you know. Of course. They're in the same league. I think I think we did get rid of him too early, you know. I mean, look, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And I think if he was always at Arsenal, he'd have always been regarded as a slightly jokey kind of player. The fact is he did go on to other clubs. He did well in the Italian league. I think at Chelsea, he wasn't that great. You know, he did a job. But uh, mm-hmm. he I think he he he's one of those players that makes other players play better. 
Yes. Um, so, no. you know, I completely uh, agree with give that. It, that give the fact he makes the other plays better. Give, give it, it till Drew to end of the season. Give it the rod. <laughs> give it rod to the end of the season. Oh dear. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um, what else is in the news? What How else are Arsenal getting on in, in the World Cup, Steve? What else? What else? Come on. You well, must have been. You said you woke up and saw Saka score, didn't you? That was good, wasn't it? No, I've not seen the goal. Didn't even stay away for the replay. <sighs> I just honestly like. I feel like my enthusiasm for the World Cup is just not there. Like, I just have no interest in it. Honestly, like, and it's not, I think that it's not even about being in Qatar. I think it's like the time of year. It just feels a bit off. And my enthusiasm for Gareth Southgate just isn't, it's not the one for me. Do you not think? No, I don't, I don't particularly Ah. like him. I don't, like I watched, so I I missed the Iran game because I was at work and then, um, I watched the game against the USA, unfortunately. That's 90 minutes of my life. I'll never get back. Um, and then I watched the Wales game. And to be fair, you know, until a rushed free kick, we were looking terrible. That was a bleak 45 minutes. And I, I just can't, <clears throat> I just feel like, you know, we, we, we've shown moments of class, but I don't think we'll, we'll win the World Cup. Um, I think we'll probably lose to France on Sunday. Well, I think that's like, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think... It doesn't matter if you if you if you meet France in the round of sixteen or you meet them in the final. If you lose to France, and yeah. like, I think that's kind of like, well, yeah, they're just like significantly better than us, and I think that's also fine. I just think I'm a, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of Southgate. I'm a big fan. Like, look, mm. he doesn't play the sexiest football, but who does in tournament football other than at the moment Brazil? But even them, they haven't scored as many goals as us, and they've conceded more goals than us throughout the tournament got- up until now. Um, you know, it's not it's not outrageous. I think I think basically the, the way I see Southgate is that he's come in and he's done Arteta's job, uh, what he did for Arsenal up until a point. So Arteta came in and was like, right, no, listen, lads, we are shit. We don't have a connection with the fans. You've got a bunch of egos. We need to gut out the fact, gut out some of the big egos and then set a style, stop losing, stop the rot, and just try and get somewhere. And he's done that and he's created a connection with the fans, just like Arteta did, and everything like that. He's now got mm. England to a point where he got to an England, he got to a final, he got to a semi-final. And uh, I think we've got the technical ability, the love of like the fans and the uh, players. The players love going there now again. We've created that atmosphere that maybe we're ready for that next manager. And that's fine, mm. but that doesn't take away from the job that Southgate's done. It's like I read something ridiculous, like we've won more knockout games uh, in the last two tournaments than we have uh, between like 1966 and 2016, or something that's like that. That's a mad. If that, that's a mad stat. If it's like, <laughs> well, Scarif Southgate has won as many as the previous like 50 years or something. You know, I think fair play to him. Really, mm. I, I think uh, my frustration comes from we have a, such a great crop of young players. Um, mm. It's just a painful watch. I just don't and like like just he just is incredibly frustrating. Like with his lineups and his, you can tell mm. who his favourites are. Yeah, and I just feel like he's very consistent in that nature. Um, and I think if we're honest, the Euros, we should have won the Euros, you know, against an Asian Italy, Italian size. Um, and I feel like he bottled that. And maybe I'm being a little bit critical, but no, I think I, yeah, but that's it. You feel, not it? I don't think he's. I, I think we've got a great team wasted on a, a very middle of the road manager. Um, you know, you can't. I agree with what you said there, Toby, about you know he has created this euphoria again um, between you know, the, the the country, and he's brought that buzz back. But mm. you know, at the same time, like um, 
if you look at him on a scale of like like being a Premier Premier League managers or you know Europeans top top clubs in Europe, where would he go? Where who would take him? Because I couldn't see him. Like I look at him as mm. like an Alan Kerbishley, a Sam yeah, Allardyce, yeah. you know, but someone then... from that kind of like the early noughties, you know, playing a, a five-four-one, and you know, humping the ball at field. You know, the, the, the Blackburns of the world. Uh, you know, and I, I don't really see past that. I don't think he's. I don't think he's a modern manager. And then where, where, what modern managers do you like? Put it the other way around. You know, what modern managers do you see? Uh, in international level, you know, you know what Belgium, Roberto Martinez, terrible Wigan manager, somehow managed yeah. to keep him up for a few seasons. Uh, Spain, Del Bosque, actually not Del Bosque, what's his name, Luis Enrique, and fair enough, like amazing, amazing manager. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but again, but again, struggling, massively struggling, and I think I think Martinez I, wasn't that bad. Didn't he win in the FA Cup? Uh, I mean, yeah, but you know, I think. We've seen. Uh, I think he, he he wasn't that good. I don't know. I, I've never really rated him as a manager. Maybe that's me being facetious. Did know. he not go to Everton? He went to Everton and shit the bed, though, right? Yeah, yeah. he did awful, and then he did somewhere else. I can't remember, but you know, shit I think he, that shit the bed. <laughs> but I think um, like international football is a different game. I think we do have to measure it like that. You don't get an opportunity to coach. You have to get a system in place as fast as possible, and just not lose, and then hope that you're good players get some systems in place i think that's what southgate does really well get a system in mm. place where you do not lose and then you've got the talent up top to try and make it happen but what are you going to do like if you're southgate you're going to make him start greenish rashford foden saka kane uh mount madison do you know what I mean? you can't you can't play them all at once we've got a great squad and uh you know we've got to, we've got to start somewhere at the back and hopefully we can go forward but look it could all change on uh when we get pumped 10 nil on uh do you feel Saturday. weird, like, supporting a side with Harry Kane? And just feel very sort of, like, surreal. He's not, he's not scoring many goals, so it's quite easy yeah. at the moment. <laughs> yeah, but did, did you hear that point that got raised? I don't know what podcast it was on recently, but if obviously if, if big if, England win the World Cup, obviously, one, you've got to watch Harry Kane lift the World Cup. And, he, and a lift but, in the trophy. Yeah. Um, and then, basically, he will become Sir Harry Kane. Yeah, but I think that would be even funnier because it would be to the Arsenal supporters' enjoyment, and no Spurs fan would have ever enjoyed him like lifting a Spurs like Spurs trophy. It, it that's a it, good perspective. It's, it's, like I don't know, like, I like the that. only trophy you won, it gave pleasure to Arsenal fans. I don't know, like, it's not, it's uh, it doesn't tickle me as much. Like, I don't know because I love I love international football, so you know, I'm, you know, not 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 as much as the club game, of course, but like I, I do get involved in tournaments. Uh, mm. The rest of it is quite boring, but. Um, I I don't I almost think that if he won it and he got the sense of what winning a trophy was like, he'd be desperate to try and find a club that to leave. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be desperate like, to leave. Yeah, like are shit. You, this is what it are feels you one like. of these people, Toby, who goes to like Wembley and starts a Mexican wave? So let me talk about Mexican waves for a second. <laughs> oh geez, here we go. Uh, what have you opened up here? Hear me out. <laughs> they are criminally the like the worst offence any football fan could ever make. I. For the life of me, I don't know who starts them. If they're children, Mexico. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shot myself in the foot there. Yeah, but uh, well, it's not called an English wave, is it? Let's let's be honest. Doesn't no, quite have the same ring about it, does it? Let's be honest. No. That sounds pretty. That sounds something that probably gets sent to jail for. I don't know what it would be. But... <laughs> Happens on a Friday night in the streets of Manchester. Got the lads. The old Mancunian wave. Um, moving on. 
Hang on, I, I wanted to hear what Toby really thought about the fucking oh, Mexican yeah. waves. Oh, yeah, Jesus, sorry. Steve. About what? About the what? what? Yeah, carry on. The wave, you... the Mexican waves. Yeah, oh, you're no, about you've to go heard on. It. People should be gone. People should be sent away for it. It's awful. It's worse. Oh, than... yeah. Why though? Is that it? I was expecting to really go off on one there. No, th- it's cr- like what are you doing? We're not in America. I appreciate it's a Mexican wave, but like you know, America, <laughs> they don't really like you know watch the sport. And it's kind of like oh whoa, let's get some popcorn. No mate, watch the sport, get involved, throw some abuse at someone, and try and like I don't know, like do you know what I mean? On the subject of Americans, and if there's any Americans listening, please don't take offence, but. I just find them so like I've got to be right off what I say. Like are you gonna talk about taking a step back from like a people watching point of view, I find them fascinating. But the way they are <laughs> compared to not in a good way. sports, you mean <laughs> sports. Sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sports no, fans. the sporting culture is incredibly different. It's very it's interesting. Just, and like you know how like we sing songs in like and you have like there'd be like a tune. Like, for example, did you hear when there was those, uh, all the press reported that basically Guitar had paid all these people to pose as fans and they were singing like, it's coming home, but completely off key, completely out of tune. It was a completely different song. It was, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, a yeah, different yeah. song with the same words. And that's how like the US fans are. And I just, I just think it's, yeah, you know. Just on, on this subject though, just singing in USA. One thing that just blows my mind sometimes is like how simple we can be as English football fans is any American player that's ever represented any Premier League team over the last 20 years will have the same fucking song chanted at them every time they touch the ball. And what is that? Toby's nodding away, I can see him. What is that song? USA. We do it to Matt Turner. I remember Kelsey Keller. He played in goal for Leicester back in the day. Same thing. Any American player. Pulisic probably gets it. I on think, a regular is it i think is it somebody said somebody told me is it like i think matt Turner's is the first non-balled usa keeper in the premier league or something like that uh surely not i don't know i know they've all been tim howard build guzan marcus manaman what tim howard was bold yeah marcus hannaman was bold there was this another the one content. kelsey keller was bold that is amazing content stat, stat. i like that sort of uh, this is why we asked you, this is why you're now part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I could bring bold stats on. I'll see if I could bring a bold stat every time. Like, Who's like, the most famous bold player there's ever been? American? Anyone. John Joe Shelby, gotta be. Oh, John Joe Shelby, no. Most famous. I would have gone Attilio Lombardo. Are we on about footballers or is it in general? Footballers, Steve. It's a football podcast, Stephen. Let's keep to it. Oh, we we can so. branch out. <laughs> Uh, we struggled. We struggled to record uh, football. Pascal Sigan. Big Pascal. I mean Zinedine Zidane. Yeah, he went publicly bold. See, like, what would he be? What would he be like? Would he have gone full Rob Holden on it and got a transplant if he played in the 21st century? I don't think. Great question. It would match his vibe. He's very rustic and out there. Like he, like he just doesn't care. I mean, there's a very famous bold referee, Colliner. Pierre Luigi, scary. Yeah, yeah, the scary he one. Was. He was on the Pro Evo, wasn't he? Back in the he day. Was. He was. I've got, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a top eleven of bald players. Do you want to hear? Come it? on, then. Absolutely. On. This is this is the sort of you know tangents we like to go down. So, in, so obviously the so it's called Slaphead FC, <laughs> uh, which I feel like is going to be the uh, title of the podcast. But we can we just say Slaphead FC? If you are a bold. We do not mean this as any. We mean no cause no, no. offense. As a no, disclaimer. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll three people are causing it all of hair. So I feel like we're. 
My old man's bold, mate. It's fine. Yeah. So is mine. So is mine. To be fair, Kelvin, you've got a hat on, and I, I can't be sure, to be honest. I, I've got hair. Okay, fair. To be uh, fair, I'll just let you know, I'm not going to show you, though, because when I wear a hat, it goes full Maran Shamak on me, and it's just a bit, like, smacked on. Just a dry look. No, not as bad as Javini, no. Jesus anyway, Christ. back to the list. Yes, the list. Okay, so in goal, Brad Friedel. Left back, Roberto Carlos. Brilliant. Right back, Lillian Turam. Was he bold? Apparently. Oh, he was, I think yeah. he got bold. Yeah. Frank Leboeuf, Yap Stam at the back. Brutal pairing. Uh, Lombardo and Robin on the wings. Uh, Zinedine Zidane and Thomas Gravison, the famous Real Madrid pair in the middle. Thomas Gravison. How the Villar- fuck did he ever go to Madrid? Yeah, that was so random. Then yeah. we've got uh, Viali and Bobby Charlton up front. So, uh, and uh, honourable mentions go to William Gallas, Steve Bold, and Kets Kets Tamuri Ketspire. He was you have you remember the he played for Newcastle and there's a, a very famous celebration where he scores a goal, decides to start taking off basically all of his clothes and kicking oh, the advertising hoarding. You remember that? Going oh, back a while. That's that's him. Okay, that's yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So like I crazy. Yeah, ninety eight wasn't it? I can't remember what the original question you asked me was now, but I felt like I had a good answer to it and we've gotten to bald slap at FC. Can we so, talk yeah. about Iron Robin? Like, I mean, that, I feel sorry. Me, actually, I don't feel sorry because he was a tosser when he played for Chelsea, but <laughs> he literally aged in, like, wow. Just looking at photos of him. He, like, you know, he... Oh, yeah. He looked about 50 when he played for Chelsea and literally. he was like 18. If you type in, I think it's Gr- FC Gronigan, he was... If you type in debut or something, he does still look about like I don't know. Very, very old. Puberty is hit him like a train. Ooh. And then some. What are we moving on to then, Steve? I've, I, that's all the, the bold content I can consume. Bold for one content. Podcast. So Though um, I really appreciate it. it obviously, great. Arsenal had a drop the other day. A little cheeky murders drop. Um shock throwback to a classic um i went down there because i've got nothing better to do in my life uh, than go to london on a saturday to be fair ray parlor was there um it's only ray parlor um did you did you guys purchase anything from the recent well, throwback? I, my, my first question was going to be were you as uh negative about the uh the release to ray parlor as you were to me we're definitely not <laughs> so um I, I, so i only went I was going yeah. to London anyway, and uh, it just happened to sort of coincide with with that weekend. And um, um, yeah, I just really wanted to go and say hello, get a photo. And they had some really nice tote bags. So I was like, I'm going to get a tote bag. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Handy, right? Um, keep my slippers in it. But uh, no, I did get a T-shirt, which wasn't actually officially released on the drop. Um, oh, really? It's got, it's actually quite nice. It's basically got the, the old crest on the front. And then, um, do, you, uh, do you remember like the 94 shirt where it says Arsenal on like, the bum, like, right at the bottom on the yeah, back? Yeah, mm. yeah. It says Arsenal. So I got a t shirt for like 20 quid, which is actually quite reasonable. Um, that isn't bad. The top itself, yeah, it was disappointing. Um, just because like it, they, it just felt a bit of a cash cash grab, really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was simple. But a poor, poor like, cash grab, I feel. Yeah, yeah, no, it did look poor. Like, just for anyone who collects shirts, like, you just look at it, it just looked wrong. Just looked wrong. My view on it is, and what it reminds me of, especially looking at, dare I say, they're not even remakes of shirts. They're, like, designs based off shirts. I think that's probably the best way. They look yeah. like the knockoffs you get when you go Turkey. 
Yeah, yeah, they did yeah. a bit. I, I, I was trying to think where I'd wear them, and like, to be fair, I could see myself in a pub wearing one. Like, I think going to a local Arsenal pub and just watching like a game or something. If you can't get a ticket, I don't know. Like, but then if you don't want to wear the match shirt itself, you want to wear something that's kind of like similar to it. It's kind of got that ring, but. Look, I guess there's so many drops that you're going to get one that's not not as uh, not as good. Apparently, there's an Adidas one. Is there? Well, that's where it gets interesting. I think that's half the problem, isn't there's it? An Adidas one soon. Uh, I've been told. By Wait, sources. Sorry, you're telling me that there's another Arsenal drop. So I'm told. Um, I I won't I believe it. it. I have. I will it. not I have believe it. it. I, I, I listen. I, I am as shocked as you. I was told the other day. I'm not. I, I, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure if, it's, if there's any truth in that. But apparently, there's there's going to be a Christmas Adidas Arsenal drop. That's not um, like them. That's not like them at all. Apparently, I did hear a whisper that it was going to. They were going to produce. And I, I, I say it takes with a pinch of salt because it could, it could be complete nonsense. But apparently, they're going to like reproduce some like the old goalie shirts. Um, oh, like they did cool. with they did with Man United, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, they were actually mm. really nice. So hope, well, I say hopefully, but my bank balance probably isn't ready for that. Um, but now we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, my, my issue with the drop is like, and Char, Charon calls it the uh, the DH Gate Arsenal badge, is like, and it, there's been like they did a run last year of like, mm. like with the the old crest on from, from like the early two thousands. Is how massive it is. And they put it on the jacket and it's literally ginormous and it just looks ridiculous. But I guess we are Club Shop FC, right? People are going to buy it. Yeah, this time of the year as well. Why wouldn't you? Um, no, I get what you mean about the badge, though. I mean, on some of the shirts that they've just bought out, it looks pretty spot on. But on others, it looks really cheap. And, you know, like the gold outline, it's really thin. Yeah, yeah it's just no, really it thin. terrible. So I'm not, yeah, it's it's really poorly put together. I mean, let's put it this way: I'm not a massive fan of training wear. Says the man wearing a training top right now. But, um, <laughs> it's I'm, not, I'm not usually, yeah. But, take, see, we're not taking I'm, the piss, mate. Come on, yeah, always taking a piss, mate. But no, actually, speaking of drops, I actually quite like the new training range that they brought out. What you know, with the, the cream, the blue, the pink. What's well, pretty smart looking. The white one is okay. The the, the Man City stuff just looks wrong. The Man City stuff? What's the that? Blue, the blue with like the pink. No, no, not the blue. It's the, it's the new white. It's, it's, it looks white, but they're selling it as cream. So I'm not sure. I guess you'll have to see it in person to be able to make your mind up. But I think it's pretty smart. It's all right. Yeah, Steve's not having any of it. Do, do I you in... think like they, they must like sit there and go, right, I'm I'm trying to target this audience for this drop, this one for this one. And, you know, I mean, all this sort of stuff. Same with like mm. training kits. Like, you know, the... the uh, like the black home kit, the oh sorry, third kit this season is clearly like towards like our sort of demographic, maybe a little bit younger too. And then you've got like the the bruised banana a couple of seasons ago, which is really good towards a particular demographic. You've got like the Notting Hill Carnival one, which was released, which I think is pretty cool. You've got the tube one for the people who live on the Piccadilly line, just sweet. Anyway, so you got all those sorts of things popping out, and they just think, right, how can we get money off those lot? I don't know. There's almost too much, isn't there, going on? Yeah. The, the Bruce Banana drop did really well. So if you want to buy one of the re-released Bruce Bananas, they go for like over £100. Um, that's, wow. that's the re-release ones. They, did, they didn't release many. And then obviously there was a 93 drop. They released the yellow one, um, which is, I, I actually sold mine because the fit of those shirts is just disgusting. What do you mean? That many left. Too big. It's massive. massive. It was just awful. I, I going, love it. I remember going to the armory like six months ago and it was hundreds of them. Like they just, 
That's why. That's why they. Um, I think they had the collab with uh, Art of Football. Turn them all into bucket hats. <laughs> yeah, like, so yeah. These yeah. ain't selling. We need. We need to do something here. Here, can you make a bum bag out of these, please, Jazz? I actually spoke to the guys at Art of Football and uh, they thought something funny at me. He said, like, I, I was curious because obviously they're based in Nottingham and I thought that maybe a lot of their Nottingham Forest stuff does really well. And I was like, who does really well? I said, mate, he was like, literally 50% of their revenue or whatever it is, is like Arsenal. So they just, we will buy anything, apparently. Like, they would, they, we, so no wonder Arsenal keep doing it. We keep suckering up and just keep doing, keep buying. So they do, they do do a lot of Arsenal stuff. I've noticed they do love to sort of push that. But Listen, you know we're sucker. We're, we're we're a sucker for merch. I went in. I was in the armory on Saturday actually, and they've they've literally got none of the uh, the black shirts, all the pink shirts in. Literally got nothing in. Really, literally. I think they've got they they re- the black shirt is like, I think one of the best selling. It's the shirts. best selling shirt we've ever had. It outsold the the home shirt, didn't it? Um, yeah, well, this is this is some top quality content. This. <laughs> Just, just, just for the listeners' purpose, we're dying for matches. We've not if got you can't to tell, go yeah. on. We've got <laughs> nothing here, um, and we're talking about the armory. I did go in the Bank of Friendship on the weekend. Actually, that was quite nice. Oh uh, yeah, they had a fire on. Remember that place? Fucking hell, fire on! It was co- it was so cozy, and and because it was a match day, I actually got a, a glass glass. Glass, glass. No way. A glass, glass. Was yeah. there a guy in the corner with a hood up who was really old? And when you talked about Arsenal, he turned around with a pipe and said, Arsenal, that's a name I've not heard in a long time. <laughs> I, know, like, I can imagine that. Was, was he, was he suddenly it's down so in long. Bristol? <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve was there, wasn't he? So, uh, oh, I have no one near co- Bristol. <laughs> that's oh, my yeah. neck of the woods, would you believe? Uh, um, do you want to do one? You want a good one bad for the week? Because we're struggling. Yeah, we're, we're struggling. Toby, do you know what? You can have honours because I haven't thought of anything. You can go first. Well, one good, one bad. Yeah. It's a bit like Dick of the Day, like you do on uh, your own podcast, but we do one good as well. Um, so you want, you want bad to be any, any any dick. Talk about putting uh, putting a newbie on the spot. I mean, okay, one good has got to be Saka sticking one in the back of the net for England in the quarterfinal. I think he's going to come mm-hmm. back a significant... Like he's going to come back a new man. Like I, I don't know about you, when I played, you know, you play sport, I used to play rugby when I was a kid. And when I used to go to the new club, I was quite nervous. And then, like, I'd play for a bit and I'd go to, like, a next level. Like, I'd play for the next level and then I'd come back down to the club and I'd feel like I'm the man. And then that would continue. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I really think Saka, yeah. Martinelli, they're going to come back, like, feeling like the man. I think it can only be good for us. Uh, uh, that's going to be my good... My bad uh, would be I've got stinking cold, and uh, that's a bit. That's not great, is it? That's not. Oh, can we do all yeah, good and then? That's fine. That, that, that's fine. Yeah. I'm kind of glad you've mentioned that. I'm just going to throw it out there. I was like, because obviously I've never spoken to you before. So I was like, <laughs> is he just permanently bunged, or is there something wrong with no. him, or has he got a cold? <laughs> yeah, there we go. No, I literally nothing. Like my, I can't like get anything out of my nose. It's terrible. So. Uh, yeah, you know, you've got me on like half half sleep and uh, no, 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 nothing coming on my airways. My ends sound like D's. Yeah, <laughs> you're fine. Basically. You're fine. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, I've gone in. What's yours? Um, that's not how this works. I come to you. Wow, look you at... go. I think of mine. Wow, I caught. I beat you to it. So my one Again. good. Oh man. Um, is I picked some really nice bootleg t-shirts. On Saturday, keep back football related, some proper nice nineties vintage t-shirts. Um, mm. My one bad 
So I was washing up earlier on. We haven't got a dishwasher yet. Don't go there. Steph moans about it every day. It's pending. Listen to Alexa and um, Three Lions comes on. I'm like, sounds a bit off. What? What have they done to that that wonderful tune? <clears throat> is there a different version of this? Song? It's a Christmas version. Shut the fuck up. It is. You're oh, joking. I have not heard this. Terrible. Hang on a minute. I, I Again, living over here, that shit's just not travelling. But one thing I do get asked on a regular is, is it coming home? Because as you guys know, we get a bit carried away with the it's coming home, right? We take, you know, we take the piss out of ourselves with it a little bit, don't we? Because we're like, you know, we know it's not coming home, but we're going to say it's coming home until it's not. It's coming home for Christmas. That's that's the song. It's really oh. bad. And I wouldn't recommend listening to it. Even Steph walked in and went, oh, she's like, I couldn't wait for that to end. That was that was a painful listen. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to have to have a little bit of a dance off. Well, sorry, a little listen afterwards. You know, when someone tells you not to listen to it. I'm going to watch your reaction to it now, Kelvin, and I think I'm going to watch it afterwards or listen to it. I I listen to it. Fucking hell, that's atrocious, isn't it? Like, <laughs> what the... They've just done the, like, the stereotypical, let's put the Christmas bells in it. There's some new verses about VAR just heard there. Fuck off, talking about VAR. <laughs> it's a bit of a painful one. You got, just don't, they got don't updated, fuck with the uh, classic. Have they got updated names in the song as well? Like... I don't know, Saka I, missing a penalty and all that. Jazz. You listen, you, I tell you what, Toby, you listen to the full version and report back on the next podcast because I don't think I could bear listening to that. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's horrendous. I'll book out an I, hour. I'll make some notes. Make some notes. I yeah, mean, yeah, it, yeah. It'll, it'll provide us with some much needed content <laughs> for, for, a, for a podcast, for an awesome we'll podcast in the middle of a World Cup. Yeah, we'll need it. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, that's, that's a solid one by Steve, by the way. Really solid. I'm actually pretty proud of you on that. You're welcome. What, what about yourself? Okay. Yeah, so the one bad look, I mentioned it earlier, I can't stray away from it because it's just the bane of my life at the minute. I love my missus, but her having a fractured foot, it's the pain of my life every day. I have to do everything. So that's my one bad for the week. You need to Get stop that little violin to, out. You need to stop getting it to kinky stuff, mate. <sighs> Why? Why have you got to turn it into... I'm not, again, I'm not the one with a mattress on the wall behind me and on a Zoom call here. Do you Nor know am I. Steve's got something so, on his mind. He's always got something on that mind, mate. When you peel, he's like an onion, mate. The more you peel it back, fucking worse it gets. It is unbelievable. They're, what about the onion? Um, they're watching Fifty Shades of Grey. Forty-five what, minutes later, what's Steve down there, isn't he? What's Steve peeling back his onion? Oh Jesus, he's Toby's fully on board. Look, he's, he's not taking him long. Giddy up, cowboy, as they say. Um, one good before that bad turns. Fucking even more bad than it needs to be. Uh, one good. It's a good question, actually. You've got a new hat. That's quite nice. Yeah, new hat on the air. That's always a winner. But I think no, I'm, I'm happy with Saka getting his goals, actually. As much as I'm not really about the World Cup, the one thing I always, always keep an eye on is how the Arsenal players doing. So I think you could also throw in the fact that Thomas Partey's come back injury-free and he can't get injured now, unless he does something stupid in Dubai, touch what he doesn't. But... Um, I think that's quite good, isn't it? Just just on that, though, and this is a question I did actually want to ask you earlier. If you had to choose between Thomas Partey coming back injured or Gabriel Jesus coming back injured, who would it be? Oh, my God. That is a good question. 
Oh, because if you were to ask me who's the better player, I think I'd say Jesus in a heartbeat. But but they're very different players, right? They're very different players. And I think because of what we've got, like, put it this way, I think if we had Partey and Nketiah, oh, sorry, no, if we had Partey in that position and then we had a rotational fit rest of the forwards, I think I'd rather have that than a Jesus and Lukonga Elneny swapping that position out. Yeah. Steve. Oh, <laughs> can I sit on the fence? You want to sit on the fence? Can I phone a friend? We'll give you. Well, you I can't even, I can't even give right you a 50. Yeah, I can't even give you a fifty-fifty because it is fifty-fifty. Uh, I'll ask the audience. <laughs> I'll ask the audience. I don't know. Uh, both intrinsical parts of the, mm. of the machine. Of the Arteta um, ball machine, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm going to flip it and say I, I wouldn't mind Zinchenko staying fit for a few months, to be honest. That would be nice. Just, just well, and then he can play centre mid and then we'll put party up yeah. top, see how he gets on in number yeah. nine. Just a couple of games. Just a run of games. Just have a game. Keep have fit. A game. No, um, I, it's, it is a tricky one. I don't know. I, 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 well, it's, it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> no, it really doesn't because it's, it's all hypothetical. But I think I... I'd probably go with Togo on that one. It's a case of, yeah, I think Partey's it's different gravy in centre mid and we we missed him in the running last season. If we had him, we would have probably finished a little higher than what we did. Um, I mean, it was looking yeah. like it was looking like he wasn't going to be in the team at all. all that. Oh, let's not. Let's not, Steve. Leave it. I don't want to talk about it. Didn't happen. Oof. I even feel bad saying that. Do you know what I mean? I can't even. Oof. I think uh, legally we can't, can we? That's so. But uh, we'll talk about injuries. <laughs> we'll, talk about, we'll talk about injuries here. Yeah, we'll talk about injuries. But um, you're going gonna to wrap it up there, Steve. Wrap it up, mate. Don't get too excited. Uh, but look, there, as... we've done a good hour and we had absolutely jack shit to talk about. So it was a good I hour. It's been a well. good hour. Thanks yeah. to the listeners. We appreciate it. Tune in for next week where we'll be talking about Gardner's World, seasons yeah. one to six. Yeah. I'm, looking forward to, uh, I'm looking forward to doing the graphic. Well, we're going to be having a, co- a co-podcast. And I'm sure listeners would be very excited about that. You know, the one that we're working on, the one that's going to be um, like the new poster of it. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Yeah. Is this actually started? I'd, I'd like to see how it's going. Oh, uh, well, I don't have control of it. There's a man somewhere in Sri Lanka that's doing it for me. Oh, and, yeah. uh, he's in full creative control, unfortunately. So uh, I'll get him to put your hat on. No, no, no hats required. You know, oh, this, you this has got to be year you round. Should, you should probably wear a little beanie in the photo. Nah, because I don't wear them year round. It's only when it's proper nippy out. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a small, small, small man. I feel a chill. So you know, I need, you know, need to wrap up. But uh, look, we we are properly waffling this day, so I guess we'll call it a day there. Um, look, as always, we'd just like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We will be back with another episode. Um, Steve. As and when that will be is, I guess, when anything slightly interesting from an Arsenal perspective happens. Now, look, I am taking the piss. I say that lightly, obviously, because it could happen. But we're likely to be back next week with another podcast. But until then, look after yourselves, look after each other. Take care. Bye-bye.